You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, unknown actors with me, Louise, the Artistic Director of Standby Method Acting Studio. And for the last 13 years, I've been taking unknown actors with blank CVs all the way to Netflix dramas, Amazon Prime films, TV soaps and stage plays around the world. And every week I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid working unstoppable actor because you 1,000% can. An acting career is doable. Are you ready to dive into the episode? Can you guess how I'm going to start this podcast? If you've listened to more than one episode... You'll have probably spotted that I always start every single episode saying, I'm so excited about today's episode. And that's exactly how I'm going to start this one. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm always excited to do podcasts for you. But I'm especially excited about this topic, which is audition blunders to avoid. I'm really excited about this because I want you to feel confident with your auditions and not just feel confident, do your absolute best. Because confidence is great, but we don't start off confident, do we? Let's be honest. We develop confidence from doing something over and over again. But here's the thing. If you are confident and you don't have the talent to back up that confidence, you're actually doing yourself a massive disservice, really, aren't you? So I want you to be, you know, to have a peppering of confidence and be doing your absolute best. And that doesn't just mean doing your best in the scene. That means doing your best from the moment you walk into that audition. Because the audition itself, in terms of just the scene itself, isn't just the audition. You are being judged, rightly or wrongly, from the moment you step into that audition. And these are some things I want to cover with you today. I mean, it definitely took me a long time to feel confident with auditions. I would pick myself apart I would really give myself a bit of a hiding about things. But you know what? I learned in the end, it just doesn't serve you. You you can end up giving so much energy to criticising yourself that that gets the energy in and not what you're actually doing in the audition. So I have learned to, you know, what makes me more confident as an actor is to go, do you know what? I'm going into this audition, one actor, and, and I'm coming out on another. And in the middle of, you know, in between going into the audition and coming out of it, I will have learned something whether I get the role or not. And so that has given me a sort of quiet inner confidence because I am assured that I'm always going to learn something. So that's one thing to focus on. But you obviously want to be consistent with your auditions. And this is going to be a bit of a theme in today's podcast because the ones where there are blunders happening, mistakes happening, is where an actor is not consistent, not consistent throughout. And the ones that really, really work are the ones where the actor is consistent from start to finish, from the moment they enter the audition to the moment they leave it. So what I'm going to be covering is how you present yourself before you even present the scene. And then how you present yourself after, because that is just as important as the scene itself. And I'm obviously going to go into the scenes as well. Isn't it funny, though, with auditions? Like sometimes you can leave an audition feeling like, whoa, I did bloody amazing. But then you never get recalled. You never get the role. You never get asked to the next round. And then there's other times you're going and you think, oh, my God, I did a bloody terrible job. Like maybe you forgot a couple of lines. You think you've done rubbish. But in actual fact, you 
then get called through to the next round. So what the hell is going on? Well, that keyword is consistency. So what I'm basing this episode on is some auditions that I held recently for the summer 10-week method acting module. Um, so this was obviously people auditioning for myself, for a place to train on the method acting course to learn method acting and improve their craft. So it's slightly different to auditioning for a production where you're going to be getting paid for a role, but the principles are the same. Whether you're auditioning for a course or you're auditioning for a production, there's some things you absolutely want to avoid and definitely do not want to be doing. And then there's other things that you want to be doing at all auditions, no matter what the outcome of the audition is. So that's what I'm going to be going into today. And there's three types of actors that I'm really thinking about So there's two types of actors where they just mucked up. Not intentionally, obviously. Nobody goes into an audition thinking, oh, I really want to mess this up, but they did. And then there's one type of actor that I saw that went in and was so consistent and just, yeah, just consistent and and like high quality from start to end. And they're the three types of actors I am going to be discussing with you. Okay, so the first type of actor that I am thinking of, and I saw this... Uh, I saw this crop up quite a lot over the day as I was auditioning, is the type of person who comes into the audition with a bit of a, either a bumbly energy or a bit of a faffy energy, just, just not grounded, okay? Now, here's the thing. I definitely expect people to be nervous at the auditions, but what I'm really looking for is how do they handle these nerves? So yeah, they, they, they come in a little bit flappy. That's the way I would describe it. So the, their energy is not grounded. It's a little bit here, there and everywhere, a little bit chaotic. That's a good word, actually. Chaotic. And I don't mean like a big chaotic. It could be a little chaotic. They come in with this energy and already that is starting to shape how I'm viewing this person. And this chaotic energy might come in in the form that they're over talking or it might be that they can't stay still, or it might be that, um, you know, they are sort of like not listening and they're in their own head and they're trying to engineer and manoeuvre the audition. They're trying to control it. So what I would say is, yes, you're going to be nervous. And I absolutely believe casting directors and directors expect that you're going to be nervous. I don't think there's any, well, I mean, I can't speak for all of them because I don't know them all. (laughs) but. You know, I think there's going to be very few that are expecting you to not have any nerves whatsoever. I think the majority of them are going to expect that you're going to be nervous exactly the way I'm expecting people to be nervous when they're coming to audition for me. So I expect it, but it's can you still compose yourself and work alongside the nerves? Can you not let the nerves take over and cause chaos even in the part where we're just chatting before we even get into the scene. And having spoken to a number of casting directors and directors on the podcast and just out and about in the industry, lots of them will have, you know, a quick chat with actors before they ask them to go into the scene just to try and, you know, like establish a connection, help them with the nerves, you know, just relax them and ease them into it. But you also have to show up as well by composing yourself. And one of the things I would say is just accept that you're going to be nervous. Because if you try to fight the nerves or try to get rid of them or try to pretend they're not there, they're just going to get worse. They are absolutely just going to get worse. So you may as well just accept them and go, do you know what? They're here. They're probably here to stay till the end of the audition. I don't want them making me do any weird things or saying any weird things that I wouldn't normally say. So let's just accept that they're here. So 
when you come into the audition, be mindful without criticising yourself and being, you know, hypervigilant. Just be mindful that you want to come in with an energy that makes the person auditioning you feel at ease. So those people who come in with chaos don't make me feel at ease. And then what I start to do is go, oh my God, how is this going to pan out? How is this going to pan out? And usually those that are quite chaotic in the chat before the, they present the piece bring that chaos into the scene as well. And how I saw this play out through lots of different actors um, last weekend when I was auditioning them is that chaos just followed through into the scene and it made them act really, really, really big, like really big, like big, big gestures, really big hand gestures, really big facial expressions, saying the words really big, just not composed. And I would, you know, maybe some of these actors had done a lot of character preparation. I don't know. But at least how it presented itself is that it came across that they hadn't. And it came across that they had no idea with this character. No idea who this character was. No idea what the character's intentions were. So chaos only serves to cloud your audition. And we want clarity instead. So the way to clarity is just to go, I'm nervous. It's okay. They're there it's cool. It's cool. It's normal to be nervous. And all you want the nerves to do is serve to give you a little bit of extra energy, but not 10,000 volts of energy that makes it look like you're in a tornado. That is not what we want because this is what these actors started to do. It was just chaotic in the chat. It was chaotic in the scenes. The next type of actor that came in is the one that was nervous, but in a very different kind of way. So nerves can show up in all sorts of ways, guys. And it's really important that you start to figure out as an actor how nerves present themselves with you. So the next type of actor was one who was really nervous, but more from an anxious perspective where it gave them a bit of a, an on-edge um, energy. How this presented itself is that they weren't really listening to the questions that I were asking them and they were going off on a tangent and waffling and then realising what they'd done and going, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then trying to get themselves back on edge, uh, not back on edge, sorry, back on track. And then of course that presented itself in the scene as well. Like there was a sort of, almost like there was a whirlwind of nervous energy underneath that was making them look anxious in a way where they were trying to contain it. It was small, but there was something happening underneath where you were like, oh my God, is this person like going to break down at any moment and not because it served the character but because you thought Jesus they're really struggling with these nerves but they were the ones who were trying to cover them so you've got the the type of actor who comes in who makes it chaotic and big and messy and then you've got the type of actor who's nervous and tries to keep it under wraps and so tightly controlled that it's it just puts you on edge when you're watching it um, and of course, as I've already said, they're not really listening to what you're asking them and they're going off and they're waffling and then they're realising and then, yeah, it just it becomes messy, but in a very different way, like in a tightly controlled container that feels like it's going to explode at any minute and you're like, oh my God, Lord, like where is this going to go? Both of those types of auditions, from the moment you walk in, in the chat to the scene, don't make your the person that you're auditioning for or in front of feel at ease. So the type of actor who did well with the audition was the one who came in and even if they were nervous, they composed themselves. From the moment they entered the audition, they were composed to the end. Even if those nerves were rattling away underneath, you would never have known. And so what they did is when I asked them questions, they were so succinct in their answers. They didn't waffle on, 
They didn't start talking about things that were irrelevant that I'd not asked them about. They got to the point, they cut to the chase with their answers and listened. Now, if you are the type of actor who is really nervous and the nerves do start to take control, it's okay to ask for the question to be repeated. That's absolutely okay. And then just give yourself a moment, breathe in, breathe out, and then start your answer. It's okay to do that. What they did as well is they... They talked about how they prepared the character, but they didn't go on and on and on and on about who the character is and giving the backstory and what their intentions are and why they're there and what they're feeling. The moment you start doing that, you're talking yourself out of a job because if you start saying that, I'm expecting you to bring that. My motto always is, and I have said this in previous episodes, let the talent do the talking. So if someone asks you, oh, what have you done to prepare today or what's your thoughts on the character, just keep it nice and succinct. Less is more. Let the preparation Um, come through in the piece itself now when it came to the piece itself they were just really clear they kept it simple with the scene they didn't try to overcomplicate it they kept it super super simple maybe they gave themselves a character objective and that's all they focused on or maybe they decided you know what I feel like this scene has got a couple of levels here and there and that's all they focused on but they kept it simple and less is more really is the key The other thing I want to say about over-talking, it's just popped back into my head, is that if you're doing that, the way I think about auditions is you've only got a certain amount of time. I know when I'm auditioning people, they've literally got 15 minutes, that's it. And if they start talking and talking and talking and talking, they're literally eating into their own audition time because I'm not going to let that audition run over. I am going to be on the ball with the time because I know I've got other people waiting and I don't want to keep them waiting. So the key really is compose yourself, succinct be succinct with everything less is more let the talent do the talking and also whatever you do as soon as you enter the audition whatever energy you bring in and whatever you do in the chat beforehand will always follow through into the piece itself so maybe give yourself some pretend auditions and have a little practice of the way you're going to enter auditions. And I don't just mean like how you're actually going to physically walk into them. I mean, the sort of energy that you're bringing into them and how you're going to talk to the person who is asking you questions. Maybe go, maybe practice that, going at it from that angle. And the other thing I would like to add, which I've actually not really mentioned, is that however you present yourself from beginning to end shows the kind of actor that you are, not just craft-wise, but the way you approach things and your personality. And that also has a big input on whether you're successful with your audition. And the people who come in chaotic and bumbly and fumbly and, you know, they're really big and it's like, it's like they're a whirlwind. It's like the Tasmanian devil. I think, oh my good Lord, is this a sign of things to come? Is this what they're going to be like? So just remember, you want to present your brand in the audition as well. So what is your brand? Mine for me is that I'm bubbly, I'm upbeat, I'm amiable, I'm chatty, but in a succinct way, in a way where I make the other person feel at ease, but I don't waffle. And then I let my talent do the talking. I hope this has um, helped. I hope it's really giving you another perspective on on auditions, that it's not just about the piece. Yes, the piece is important, but it's also about your personality and how you're presenting yourself before that. And it's about the entire energy that you've got throughout the audition. If it's helped you, put it into use at your next audition. Test it out. And before you go, I would love it if you could help me for once. 
So I'm toying with the idea of offering um, a monthly membership, like a sort of subscription where you get to get method acting training from myself, a very high level of it, but you don't have to commit to a long-term course. And I would love your ideas on this. So it's something that will keep you ticking over um, and make you audition ready and make you production ready. But it's not something where it's like, right, there's 10 classes and you have to turn up to all 10 at this particular time. It's this is a monthly membership and this is when the class is. Um, yeah, I'd just love to know what your thoughts are on this. So I've left the link to the survey underneath the podcast. It's literally multiple choice. There's literally one question where it just asks you to write an answer, but you don't need to write anything long. Remember, keep it succinct. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's multiple choice. And for completing the survey, there's a gift at the end for you, which I would love to give you. So please, would you do that for me? Okay, I'll see you in the next episode. I've absolutely loved hanging out with you and I really hope you found this episode inspiring. If you have, please do rate the podcast and hit follow so you never miss an episode and I can help more actors like you. And come and join one of the most supportive, uplifting acting communities on socials, the Unstoppable Actors Facebook group, where you'll get your weekly injection of inspiration, networking and receive your free Method Actors handbook so you can become an unstoppable actor.